but like the Sprinkle brand, I already know that the vending places that it's going to be on the shelves, it's also a high demand item for them already because there's decorating sprinkles that's like our local grocery stores need, Amazon needs, Target needs. And then there's also the other part of that, which is becoming more prevalent here in the cocktail world. You know, so if you, I don't know if you have cocktails, but if you go to some very interesting places, they're all using sprinkles in their cocktails and around the rims and not just like sugar and salt, right? They're colored, they're matching. Um, so that in a sprinkle model, it's a, a business that it's just diversified enough that you could be making money while you're asleep. Welcome to Winning at Work, the podcast for foodies, founders, and food and beverage professionals. You know, if you wanted to discover a new brand, a new food or beverage to try, there are literally thousands of companies out there. It is very difficult to do that. That's why we curate the different, the better, and the special brands here each and every week so you don't have to do the heavy lifting. If you're a founder and you're looking to connect with other like-minded executives, we make that very easy. And if you just work in the food and beverage industry and you're looking for fresh inspiration, we have that here in spades. This episode is sponsored by Temple. Congratulations. You're selling in retail, but the competition is fierce and your brand is surrounded by similar products. How will consumers find you? Let Temple show you an innovative retail sales solution. Click on the Attract Consumers link below. Need to attract great employees? Click on the Hire Now below and we'll show you how to use your culture to help you stand out. Stay tuned for this week's episode. Welcome to Winning at Work, everybody. It's Tony, and today, for all you foodies out there and founders, I have, I've had some the most um, lively conversations with Amy Clausen, and I, I really can't wait to kind of introduce you guys to Austin's literally number one baker, <laughs> the place to go for cupcakes. She's got such an interesting backstory. She's appeared on Food Network, Cupcake Wars. We were just kind of joking off air that it's about to re-air. Oh my God, everyone's going to come back on your social stream again and like nitpick everything or who knows what. Welcome in, Amy. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a pleasure. And first of all, Caprimo I want people to understand your journey with this incredible growth story and the challenges and the toll it takes being a founder, right. doing the amount of volume you are doing. Anyone that's kind of followed you and your story, they understand you were in the business for almost a decade. You sold your business and then you had an aha moment after several years of personal growth and reflection. You came back. You rebought the business, you doubled your footprint, and now you are where you're at, and you're even expanding your business into other, you know, retail lines. You've got some interesting strategies for uh, uh, franchising. We've got a lot to unpack today, so 
where do we start, Amy? Well, I think a good place to start is that I have a fun opportunity that not all founders or entrepreneurs get to do is that I did Caprimo for 10 years and it was highly successful. And then I sold it and took a break. And I have to say that like those three years of not being there gave me life perspective and business perspective. And I had an opportunity because I was still a customer. I was a raving fan. And so I had stopped in for coffee and I looked at the person I had sold it to and she was lovely and winning at Caprimo, but she was going to have her first baby. And I thought she seems overwhelmed. And so on that day, I said, hey, let's go in your office. And I said, you know, what are you going to do? You're starting a family. And she said, I don't know. I just got to figure it out. And I go, well, have you ever thought of selling it? And she laughed and goes, who could do this? Who would I even sell to? And I was like, (laughs) I would love to buy it. And she was like, what the hell? And I was like, no, she's like, you wanted to be out of it. I'm like, yes, but I've grown up. So I went out to the car and my husband was out there. And I said to him, literally, I go, hey, I have a great idea. And he's like, what? And I swear he thought I was going to say, we're going to the farmer's market. (laughs) We're going to have a mimosa. And I said, I want to buy Caprimo back. And he sat there and like did not move. And he looked at me and he said, okay, let's do that. And so we flipped the deal in three weeks, Um, went back in and I just really, I doubled the footprint and just approached it from, you know, like a grown up business owner going to win it so that I have an exit strategy way. So thank you for sharing that because I I don't know that that's a quote unquote normal path, right? Right. That's what is kind of unique about it. So that was what, three years ago when you came back? It's been, how long is that? Yeah, about 26 months, right? Okay. 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 So no, about, so just a little, little more than two years then. Okay. Thinking back to the state of mind you're in, then you've got the gap and now what you've learned and the, the changes that you've made. What, what's been the biggest learning for you? Um, a couple things. One of them is that truly it's a money game. Like all business can be a money game in Explain terms that. of it, it can be your end game. It can earn you a living. It can build your wealth. But this time, I didn't want to play at business. I wanted to win it. And secondly, I feel like the first time I did it, I was overly rigid with my staff, myself, my customers. And I felt like this time, it's it's almost like anything goes. We say yes as much as we can. It's not everybody that works there. It's not their whole life. It's we take the good parts of people front and back of the house and our customers. And we work with what we have every day instead of being 
a control freak. It just doesn't work. Yeah, there's too many variables. Right. And it's not really that fun. It's not. Actually. You'll burn yourself out pretty hard. Right. As as we could say that I probably did the first time. Right. And so, ironically, you had to sell, walk away, recharge, get new perspective. Right. And come back with a renewed vigor, which really For says, sure. something, says something about you and the brand because you had stepped away. Right. Right. I mean, you had other options. So let's get into really your business philosophy, because I think it's very important. You've you've got some new perspective now on how to run and grow and expand. Let's I want to kind of unpack a little bit of that of kind of how you you think through that now. Right. Well, I tend to think it through carefully in the way that I'm not going to do every little piece of it. And it is not dependent on only Amy. So I want the brand to go on, be successful. And also you do need to look within your brand and diversify wherever you can. So for me, it meant that our product and our store concept, because we do cupcakes and coffee, we bake fresh every day. We use Austin's best coffee. We're huge in catering here in Austin is that that model can be replicated where we are. So we started that model that Caprimo is going to open other outlets, but I'm not going to be the opener of those outlets. I'm doing a branding model where people can open their own Caprimo. Okay. So that's um, a branding model as opposed to a kind of a strict franchising model. Right. And you know, What's it's the weird. The difference for me is that I'm not interested in, you know, limiting or controlling or sabotaging or even in game benefiting off of your blood, sweat, and tears. That's right. So it, I want Caprimo South. That's the store that's almost ready to open. I want them to win in a way that their blood, sweat, and tears, they get to do to build their dream. So I'll take. So they're not hamstrung. No. By having to pay some absorbent franchiser percentage, right? Month over no. month or year over year. No, I'll give I'll help you and I'll consult and I give you everything you need and all the vendors and all the recipes and all the training. However, in three years, when you've done your winning, you get to win. I don't want to look at your books. I want us to just be a community of people that are serving the brand. And so they pay you the right to do that. They pay me up front the right to do that. And then they can do as they see fit because you can't really the franchise model for me is like also odd because if someone wants to bootstrap or do some of their own build out or whatever the case might be i really just want people to have some freedom within limits to go run at it that's what i was curious about though i mean do you have like natural boundaries that they couldn't uh -huh. do like they yeah. can't just decide hey we're going to start selling philly cheesesteaks here nope 
No. And I roped him into our model, like the menu will be, which is, oh, is super helpful in the beginning too, because for me, a lot of my early days is I just did not know what was up, right? Like what's a good menu, what coffee drink, blah, blah, the endless amount of things you don't know. And to give someone the set procedures that work and then they do as they will with their own work ethic is probably the best way. It's what I would want someone to do for me. And I love that, right? Because you're approaching it, you know, doing to others as you would have them do unto you. For sure. And like in my contracts, the funny clause that no one's lawyer likes is that if we have trouble coming together on decisions that our first line is like, your attorney, I don't want your attorney to call me. I don't want us to have a bunch of legal crap going on all the time. We are required to sit down at a table and do our due diligence to work it out as grownups. Because I'm not interested. You know, I've been in the game a long time and I don't want the people that we're partnering with it can't be contentious for me because life's too short. So give us an idea of the volume and just what it's taking right now operationally to pull off. What is it? How many 6,000 cupcakes a day? What is it that you do? So we aim to just in cupcakes, excluding coffee to do a million dollars a year in cupcake products, which the one thing that we've done that's kind of like our calling card, it allows us tons of flexibility, but also like, I don't know that if someone was starting a model, I would tell them to do it this way is that we bake fresh every single day. So you're basically beginning anew each day. And it, for us, it's the way and it presents its own challenges in terms of supply chain, in terms of you have to be able to sell everything you bake. Um, And we do, we call it a weird system like front door, back door. So we have most of our, you know, customers that walk in, they need five dozen to take to their kid's school. They're getting coffee. They're getting um, cupcakes for their hospital staff. They all walk through our front door and they can buy whatever they want. And then we do all of our corporate business catering. We call it out the back door that we can control all those numbers. But you're always on the edge of controlled chaos. And like I left the store today to come do um, this podcast and we have orders flying out the doors both directions because May is high time in a bakery. It's graduation, it's end of school, it's high wedding time. And the balance is to make great revenue in our industry, you have to be able to say yes. Even if you call me today, our store, and you say, I'm desperate for 12 full-size gluten-free cupcakes, we need in some way to grab that revenue which makes our model not as smooth as some other bakery models that maybe they only bake once a week. But it means that when people's lives fall apart 
in our industry that they can call and say, is there a way to get 500 mini cupcakes today? And our answer is almost always yes. That's incredible how you can pull that out. So when you look at the potential for growth just within one location, you have the front of the house, the back of the house. Where do you see it? Where do you see the, the potential for the most growth? I, I have my my guess, but I'd like to hear. For us, the good kind of growth is always back of the house. Okay, that's what I was thinking. You can because our front of the house, yeah, I mean, we have seating for 25. You know, we run three or four staff up front answering phones, helping people. But the toll that front of the house takes is it can't be controlled as well as back of the house catering. And it's not back of the house is so it's where you show your strategy expertise is getting all of that because it's all about um, product management in the back to get it out on time. What part? Because Austin, like people are serious. If you have to bring a product to Apple at a certain time and they have 25 campuses in Austin, you it's, they mean business. They're not joking around and it can come whenever you want. They need you to walk through the door at 10 Oh five. Yeah. Cupcakes may be fun. Yeah. Yeah. But the business of getting them, getting there on time. Yeah. And it's fun for people that work in our industry because they tend to get like our interview questions are always, have you worked somewhere, a bakery that's busy? And everyone always says, yes, yes, I have. And I'm like, okay, have you had to decorate 4,000 cupcakes in one day? And people are always like, no, no. maybe (laughs) in one week. And we're like, okay, so we try to like train our people up that we um, support them and love them and like harass them all at the same time because they need to make it through a couple weeks and not be nonstop overwhelmed. So that's kind of your point of no return for them. If they can get through those first couple weeks, a sure. month, then, yeah. then they're kind of hooked and, on the culture. And, yeah. the- and they get paid accordingly, our front staff and our back staff, because you also, we require them, like if you're a back of the house person and you walk to the front to take a bunch of cupcakes up there, you can believe a customer is going to say, hey, worker, can you help me? And our back of the house has to be able to at least say, sure, let me grab a cupcake box and help you to the best level that I've been trained to. So it is everyone that works there has to be able to grab a phone, um, hold a box for someone. That's not my job is not. It doesn't work for us. And I, I do love that model for some food and beverage um, businesses like the very, this is what I do. I'm a specialist. I'm an expert. I only do appetizers this way works wonderful. Cause you get a high, high touch level that expertise brings. But for us, 
you kind of got to just jump in and be willing to try. And you can move up because if you can master one thing in the back, we're coming at you the next week saying, hey, you want to try the next level. All right. So you're also expanding, aren't you, into retail? Don't you have another kind of spinoff idea? Yeah. Talk to us through this. Okay. So a lot of my good ideas come out of, I would say like problem solving at Caprimo. So for years, it is so hard to get the decorating sugars that you need to do um, cupcakes, cookies, cake balls, you know, every, all the kinds of sprinkles. And when we would just make them ourselves and make our own color blends and dye them. And it was fun for a lot of the pastry chefs in the back. It was just something they liked to do as a creative bent. But ironically, it's also super lucrative. So it's one of those business models that the production um, packaging is streamlined and simple. And the supply chain is generally stable and the profit is very high. So while I would do tons of long walks in my retirement, I would dream about, of course, business models that came out of my previous owning a cupcake company. And so we diversified into store merchandise, which is like all the things you would think of hats, t-shirts, coffee mugs, retail coffee. We also diversified in the same business into a line of children's books, um, which is one of my favorite things because the characters are actually cupcakes and I think they're so funny. Oh, that's Um, cute. Are you a writer? No, my husband is. I am not a writer. In fact, when he's writing the books and I'm um, giving him input, I see his love for me like, hey, I love that you're the founder and like you're the star in the book. And also all these cupcakes you've created all have characters, but you can't rhyme worth the shit. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> but I, my no. house. I know. He's like, but why are you looking over my shoulder? This and I'm like, because I feel. Yeah, I feel like I could write this book. He's like, you can do a lot of things, but writing, like, look at your blogs. They're not that good. Um, So that has been. Yeah. Do you have an illustrator? Yes. And in fact, the one, another fun thing about our company is because we've been in the same location forever, like think about 15 years worth of customers. So I've done middle your middle school graduation. Right, I've done way, your yeah. high school graduation. You've graduated college. You've got married. And now a lot of people are having their own kids all in Caprimo's 15 years. So our illustrator for the children's books is actually some a customer at Caprimo who was a sister of an everyday customer for 15 years. He's come every day the whole time we've been open. And when we were talking about business stuff, because our customers are a tight community, he said, yeah, I think my sister would be good. And we talked to her and she's like this phenomenal illustrator. 
So will you also get some of the best little connections and love and insider tips from your customers? That's got to just be so fulfilling to just have that front of house experience. I mean, I'm a front of house person, so I get energized being around people and interacting with them and having all the new ideas. Yeah. And you're just exposed to that every day. Now, of course, yeah. you know, your hair can be on fire while you're doing that. It could be. Yes. Could be. But the, the groups of people that you meet and like the famous people, because Austin's mostly hip and cool. So the people that are in and out, I'm like, it's so the front of the house is so fulfilling in a community way. And like, maybe Two months ago, we had a big deal here where other parts of the country laugh at us, but when we have ice storms, it shuts <laughs> all of us down. Well, I'm from Atlanta, so we have the same problem. Yeah. So it's we like got an inch, and, and it's like, yes. So we had a, a huge, halt. right, weather event, and like half of Austin had no power, heat. Well, it was the weirdest thing. I have no electricity at my home, but Caprimo has Wi-Fi, electricity, every water. So we stayed open the whole time. And there were days that we would have four to 500 people come through, get coffee, borrow electric, right? Charge up their devices. We moved all of our back of the house furniture to the front. And it was interesting to watch just people. You know, sometimes you have higher needs than yeah. just a cupcake. Oh, you need to charge your oh, phone. Even beyond that, you just, the community and the... Yeah, the you want to sit the in the light. Spiritual, every, yes. Yeah, all of that stuff. Oh. Um, but probably the thing I'm most excited about is the Sprinkle brand. Because it's a whole different revenue model that I think sometimes in food and beverage the big players, you are real locked into your revenue model that you set up initially and that it's hard to diversify from that. And it means that you're, to me, it means I'm only as good as the product I put out, you know, yesterday. Yeah. Like you say, it starts fresh over every day. Well, and it's scary too, to try something new. It's an investment. You could lose money, time. Yeah. You've got to have yeah. some cash reserves to do something like that. Yeah. And people that I have mentored, I will say that a thing about me is I'm not, my question in the business plans is always, will I lose my house? <laughs> and if they right. say no, I'm like, let's go. But I do notice right. Do other I have to people, sign off my, you know, do I have to? Yeah. 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 But for, so for me, I'm willing to risk high levels of stuff. But like the Sprinkle brand, I already know that the vending places that it's going to be on the shelves, it's also a high demand item for them already because there's decorating sprinkles that's like, our local grocery stores need, Amazon needs, Target needs. And then there's also the other part of that, which is becoming more prevalent here in the cocktail world. You know, so if you, I don't know if you have cocktails, but if you go to some very interesting places, they're all using sprinkles 
in their cocktails and around the rims and not just like sugar and salt, right? They're colored, they're matching. Um, so that in a sprinkle model, it's a, a business that it's just diversified enough that you could be making money while you're asleep. Right. So this is a retail and food service play. Yes, for sure. And in that model, I do also, it needs to be diversified, right? Because if COVID taught me anything, it's that if you can take your product and use it several different ways, it's just better for the equity of the brand. Right. Well, it's a, it's a stool, right? With three legs. One of them gets knocked right. out, you know, it doesn't fall over. Well, well, that's and, a bad example, but a, right. a chair well, with four legs. Yeah. And you being an industry leader, like you see it, people have, I bet you would agree. They have brilliant ideas. They have hard work. They have capital. And it only takes like a tiny bit of things to be all jacked up and the idea can't go. So for me, I just, it's the, can you diversify within the brand? There seem to be a lot of places you could go on the food service side. And, you know, you're talking about the front of the house, back of the house concept. I could say, really, the retail is the front of the house and the food service is the back of the house. And right. food service would be a great place to go. You know, you just sell yeah. it into all the bakers, you know, yeah. they all need it to do their, you know, final preparation before they right. put it out, you know, yeah. in, in the grocery store. And it's fun. And I do know that back of the house, as I do, we sometimes get tired. Because <sighs> I think back of the house, like, you don't always have time to innovate to the level of what you're dreaming about producing. And you do want some of that stuff just shown to you, right? That someone's innovating and that you can be grabbing those products to help you finish your work. Right. Yeah, that's perfect. I mean, you could just have a, you know, best uses. Here's how it's being used. And yeah. They don't have to worry. They can just keep going and kind of follow right. along with because restaurants recipe. and food and beverage people. It seems like they run short on strategy time and dreaming about what they would love to do. They run out of that capacity quickly. Yeah, with the daily grind. Yeah, of producing. I mean, because just getting it out the door or getting it on the yeah. plate. Yeah. I mean, I think that sometimes with our store, because like Saturday, um, the day before Mother's Day, we broke every record we've ever set in cupcake sales. And that night I was like, I kind of felt like other food and beverage people just in the grind because I wasn't able to fully just be joyous. And that's the best thing ever. And let's high five because I had to think about the next day at Caprima, which was actually Mother's Day, what we needed to do to win that day. And I think food and beverage people are kind of always in that cycle of thinking. Right. You don't get the benefit of sitting back and celebrating what a great day Monday was because Tuesday is almost here. Right. 
Yeah. It's an yeah, interesting, for sure. it's an interesting challenge. And that's why you stepped away. And now you've come back and you've come back with a vigor and now you've diversified. So I think that's, it's interesting Now, for, for people who, who want to try your brand, do they have to be in Austin? Is there a, they do. There isn't Gosh, a way. Like, what is, I, I hate that I'm so far away from all my delicious brands. It, it's a, it's a thing for us that we, and one thing that I do because I love new and fun ideas is that I learned a long time ago to rein myself in like my dis business discipline is that I can think about anything. I can even invest a little time and money in the strategy of those things. But at the end of the day, I always go back because I have to, my personality type, I have to go back to our mission statement and say, does that fit within the mission statement? So for us, baking fresh every day has been something that I've bumped up against a ton of times in ideas, right? Because if I would change things slightly, you could ship all over the U.S., or just to Tony. Or just to Tony, right? Or just I mean, look, to that's my, a great idea. Right. Or to my mom nice in Illinois. Right. Right. Who they all go be so send us some stuff. You know, think about the rest of us. Right. I know it's so selfish. So we It's all about I, you. We gotta we gotta fix this revenue model. No, look, you're sticking to your principles, you're sticking to your guns, and it is what makes your brand different. It is what right. makes it unique, is that you are doing it from scratch. Right. And yeah. don't you, when you consult people, you've probably told them before, like, yep, you got to stick to what is helping you win. Well, and for you in particular, though, it's also part of your uh, ROI. Right. It is. Right. Because that's part of your um, the ethos. And that's why you yeah. pay what you pay for that cupcake experience at the front of the house. Right. Because, you know, yeah. right behind those doors, it's being made. Well, look, there's a lot of other questions that I have. I think we'll just pause for now. And what we can do is we'll do a live stream at some point and you can eat some cupcakes in front of us and or make. No, no, I'll, no, I'll make you FedEx some to me. Yes, I will and literally eat them in a live stream and we'll see if they're any good. It will say, see, Tony, this is why we don't ship across country. Right. It'll taste good. I'm, the presentation's probably going to be. Yeah, meh. I think they would taste good too. I think they might be kind of uh, mashed up, but I think most people could get past that. Oh, yeah. just I think so. I think so. I think <laughs> the flavor would win over presentation. Um, right. Well, what is the best way for people to to find you and or maybe get into the sprinkle side of this? What, what what's the best way? Um, the best way is if you just want to look at what we do, um, I love Instagram because all of our stuff funnels through Instagram. It's just at Caprimo. But if anyone had a question for me or just like wants to know a supply question or a recipe, um, Amy at caprimo.com and that's on the website is the best way. And I answer all of my emails. Wow. Yeah. Because I think, I don't know, I mentored um, some of my cupcake wars, the people I was on with. And it is like, 
We do better in community, and especially if you can ask someone who has some reps under their belt. Totally agree. Totally agree. And that's why we do the podcast, just to keep everyone connected and and build that community and kind of ensure the wealth. And for those people in Austin who have not yet tried Caprimo, come on. What are you doing? (laughs) Right. Get with it. (laughs) Wake up. Come out from under the rock. And go do something. It's kind of like, you know, I have to go to California to get my In-N-Out burgers. I'm going to have to come to Texas to get my yeah. Supremo. I mean, Man, it's, it's- Austin is f- so many fun food concepts here, though. Like, people try it all here. It's a good, like, trip if you just want to, like, eat and drink yourself crazy for a weekend. Austin can serve it up for sure. That sounds like a lot of fun. When Amy, it's been awesome reconnecting with you and hearing this. I think it's a very inspirational story of how you bounce back with a vigor. Thank you. With sprinkles yeah, on top. Yeah, it's fun. You bounce back with sprinkles on top. Right. right. And all the sugar. That's right. That's what keeps you going. Let's face it. Sugar, that and coffee. Sugar, sugar makes the world go around. Great chatting with you, and I will see you soon. And not joking about the live stream with cupcakes. For sure. Thank All you right. so much. Good to see you again. Bye-bye.